In the intersection of wearable technology, health and fashion, today we go beyond with Bila Bandari, co-founder and CEO of VitalProv. He's got 30 plus years of experience in building businesses around banking, managed services, cybersecurity, healthcare and higher education. He's got a strong recognition in the international biometrics and cybersecurity communities and served on the Electronic Crime Task Force Committee in the USA. In the education sector, Billa led the process of building the College of Fashion and Design in Dubai and also founded the Geneva School of Public Policy and has consulted with several prominent fashion institutes such as ESMO Dubai, the International Fashion Academy in Paris, the Amsterdam Fashion Academy, etc. Currently, he is working within the wearable technology sector, developing a product that is being evaluated by NASA for its next space mission. Let's go beyond with Bila Bandari. Go beyond, beyond your horizons. All right, here we are with Bila Bandari. Bila, thank you so much for connecting today to the spacecraft. My pleasure. Great to hear you. All right, so well, I'm very excited because uh, we're going to speak uh, about the topic of wearables, wearable technology, uh, combining technology with the uh, things that we wear. Uh, I mean, you know, as an intro before we go beyond and we go deep, as an intro for the audience, uh, can you tell us for you, for you, what does it mean uh, wearable technology and why is it important? Why is it going to be very important in the future and the present? Sure. So first of all, the wearable technology, whether it's a form of fabric or watch, uh, what, whatever form comes in, it's important to understand the differentiation. Then look, if I'm going to wear something on my body that is going to look too big or something that's going to make people wonder why is he wearing that, uh, mm -hmm. If it is something wrong with him, then people will not wear it, especially if they have to pay for it. So wearable technology, we normally describe it something that we are comfortable showing it as a maybe as a necessary or maybe as a lifestyle. So there are two different kind of markets. When you okay. say lifestyle, Apple Watch fits into lifestyle. People talk about wearing Apple Watch. They talk about, oh, they have, I have the latest Apple Watch, just like people to show, like to show off their new iPhone, right? However, then there are wearable devices that go into healthcare sector, medical sector, where they can make an important discovery about life and death of an individual, that the person is about to have a cardiac arrest, need, a, need immediate attention, right? Mm -hmm. But when people want to wear that, they want to make sure it's part of something that are comfortable. Maybe the dress, maybe the you know watch, maybe something else, maybe a fashion accessory. Then they will not be. There will be no barrier to entry and adoption because if the device is too big, let's say if I was putting a let's say an iPhone here just to monitor my health. Uh -huh. <laughs> I won't do it, right? <laughs> that won't do it. <laughs> right? And then 10,000 people will be looking at me like, what's wrong with this guy? Right? Exactly. But so on, on the other hand, if I was to put this little device on my chest, but it's sitting under my shirt, 
nobody will even know about it. Exactly, right? exactly. So that, that's what we mean. That the wearable devices have to have the form factor that you are comfortable with. I mean, there have been a lot of products out in the market. You mm -hmm. will see that they have a big patch on the pocket, right? Yeah, you pay yeah. Five hundred dollars only to broadcast something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, this yeah. is very interesting. So you, you are telling us is you know you combine technology for yeah. either lifestyle or for a specific need like monitoring your health, but yeah. the difference is that. Is something that is is designed and manufactured to be integrated in a way that feels comfortable and That's that right. feels natural. It's not yes. as you see, it's like attached like a big That's block right. or something. It's something exactly. that is exactly. This is fascinating. So Villa is working on a very very fascinating product called uh, his company's Vital Pro, uh, and you are building uh, exactly one of these things that you are telling us. So can you give us a, a little summary of what is Vital Probe? What is it doing? Okay, so Vital Probe is basically a company who's working on the next generation medical slash well-being products. Okay. So our first product is geared towards monitoring just the basic thing. So if let's say that you have a high temperature you will get an alert or your doctor will get an alert. But on the other hand, you fall, you slip. The first responder gets an alert to say, hey, the person has fallen, they need some help, right? Today, mm -hmm. the lifestyle is changing of people, even a country like India, where parents used to live with their children and the children yeah. used to keep their parents, that no longer is the case. Now, elderly parents are living alone. When something happens with them, mm -hmm. nobody knows. Yeah. Now, there are lots of solutions out in the market, but they all require an action from an individual. So let's say you're wearing a locket or you're carrying a phone, you press the help button and mm -hmm. the first responder comes to you. But you know, problem is 99% of the time, when you're in a panic mode, the phone is locked, you open it up, what do you do? Try to open it, you can't. Yeah, exactly. But the time, it, has to, so, it has to be more automated, yeah, somehow. Right. Exactly. So our device requires absolutely no interaction from mm -hmm. the individual. It was sent no interaction on its own. But you, when at the time of the enrollment, decide who gets what. Your mm -hmm. doctor, your first responder. So all of that stuff on the back end has to be integrated. But that's integrated by your choice because not every first responder is in every location. Right? Yeah. So once an individual says, I want this hospital, I want this doctor, I want this first responder to be integrated, and I want my children or I want my parents to get the first alert should something happen to me. And then it will, it, then it's automatic. But, Very interesting. So well, basically, yeah. basically uh, the, the person sets up those details of who should be alerted, That's and right. then the rest, the rest is automatic. You are, you are wearing this device. And if it detects that you need help, it automatically, automatically is going to connect uh, to give alert, to give the alarm to whoever you've said that should be alerted. That's correct. Very nice. I mean, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, so I have a question connected 
to that and to what you said before. Uh, your device is fascinating because it's very little. And I think a lot of people will wonder about um, how, how little do you think that these devices are going to be able to be in the near future and medium term future and longer future? Are we going to eventually uh, be able to have these devices within our bodies, within our organisms, even within our blood vessels? Uh, what is the limit here? What is okay. the... I mean, you know, we, we've learned one thing in life that we can do what we imagine, right? The potential yes. is tremendous. So yes. maybe we are not there yet, very soon going to be in blood vessels, but I can mm -hmm. tell you, it will be in very near future subdermal. Yeah. That means kind of check will become smaller and smaller and will could be inserted in your body. So you don't nobody will even know that you're carrying one. Okay, so you just say that in the near future, maybe not yeah. in the blood vessels, but just to be integrated in the body uh, in a That's way right. that nobody notices. That's right. Yes. Very nice. Because we've already seen for the last, I would say two decades, that there have been subdermal biometric chips which are inserted in the body, for armed forces especially, and uh -huh. the lifestyle to track them. To track and the lifestyle, they've, they've already done... Livestock, livestock. So, so let's say a cow or a horse, right? Ah, okay, 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 with an animal. Okay, okay, livestock, right. yeah. With livestock, yes. they've already put it under the skin. That's right. And even in armed forces, so what happens when they go to war, there's a subdermal chip that mm -hmm. identifies who that whose body is that should they die right mm, uh, so they are already using it with the armed forces okay. yes. so they have it under the skin so that they can that, be identified that, yes. oh that's oh that's uh, well well that's uh, that's fascinating i love it i love it and uh, another interesting thing i read i read in the information about your fascinating product that you are tracking things like the the temperature the, the movement uh, the posture. Uh, what about, are you also considering or are you already working with the emotional uh, factor, like stress, like the detection, with all these parameters that you are monitoring? Uh, can you also get conclusions about the emotional state of a person in terms of stress and things like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Because, you know what, see, since we are able to capture various elements, HRV, for example, heart rate variability. Okay, heart rate variability, okay. You know, and respiration. So what happens is, you know, these things fluctuate based upon stress on the brain. Yeah. And for example, if you are in pain, mm -hmm. all of these parameters will jump very quickly, mm. right? If your body temperature, if you are very cold or if you're very warm, your emotional state will change. Yes, yes. Right? So it's a, now, can I, can I say that I can analyze the emotional behavior like a therapist? Answer is no. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you the, state, the emotional state has changed of the individual. Okay, okay. I mean, and do you think this is interesting? I mean, you can, you can see the changes. Of course, you cannot give an di official diagnosis. But, right. but are, you, are you planning in the future to maybe combine efforts with people that can diagnose? Absolutely, absolutely. So our team, 
we live in a connected world today the world has become iot world right yes i don't have to pack everything on my small device exactly i know how to connect with another device so yeah. i will partner with players who are building those devices and today you know what has happened the reason we call these devices smartphone because yeah. they can do a lot yes right? so i can take the data from multiple devices multiple iot devices put in the smartphone push it to the cloud and let the ai engine machine learning do its work <laughs> yes but at that point right yes exactly so yeah i was wondering about that if you were using or going to use machine learning absolutely yes. the problem is an expert today can only analyze or diagnose one individual Yeah. So when you bring that uh, that expert and give them the tool like AI and machine learning, they uh -huh. can analyze thousands of patients at the same time. Yes. So are you already doing this? Yes, we are. Yes. Wow. That, yes. That's that's yeah because that's one of the main most most exciting uses of deep learning and machine learning today. I mean, uh, what, what it's advancing so fast, right? In the uh, radiology departments to be able to complement right. the radiologists. In yeah, in the in the diagnosis of the tumors yes. and stuff, um, but yeah, but it, that it would be able to do diagnosis from all the data you're gathering. That's uh, fascinating. I love it. And uh, one one question that uh, really interests interests me. I read that the, your device, uh, Vitalcop, has a 48 hour continuous operation. Yes. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people uh, dealing with this very challenging issue of. Uh, You know how to make a device that is comfortable that lasts uh, the battery for for a long time. Uh, what are the the biggest challenges your team your team had to deal with uh, in order to make a device like your device that is comfortable, easy to use, uh, that improves the user experience? What are the most difficult obstacles today uh, and challenges when you are creating this type of device? The bigger challenge is really the battery life. To be honest with you, see. Okay. So it's the battery life. Devices, can you can you show us the device again? Uh, do you have it there? Ab absolutely. So that's the device. Yeah. So we we can see that is like we can see the nail of Billa, right? So the size is so small. It's like maybe three of your nails. Something. Yeah. 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 That it, it's forty-five millimeters by fifty yeah. millimeters. I mean, it's really, really tiny. So, where is the battery coming from? There, what, what is? What, ah, where, where so you is see, so you see this yellow part. Yes, that's the battery. Oh, the yellow part is the battery. So, what the type battery, of uh, battery? It's a lithium-ion battery, and it's, it's the biggest. Yeah, so it's the biggest part on the device. If we did not have that battery, it would ah. be half the size. <laughs> it's the biggest. It's the biggest part of the device. That, that's super interesting. That is the biggest part. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So it's the biggest part and it's the biggest challenge therefore. Yes. Correct. Correct. So we so are working so on next generation. So if I will also show you. Yeah, yeah, this, please. This is the charger for example, right? This the device sits on this. It's oh, a USB so charger. charger for the device, okay? Yes. But we are building a next generation charger where this device Will be stored in this charger. While stored, it will be charging too, like the parts. Also, oh, in in the same place where you store it, yes. it will be yes. already charging it. Literally. 
Very yes. good. Very yes. good. So, so I mean, we, we have lots of things on the pipeline, but what we wanted to do was, you see, there are lots of devices out in the market. Yes. But most of these devices are one-time use. You use uh -huh. it like Apple Watch. You know, I, I had an Apple Watch, believe it or not, uh -huh. uh, but it was third generation, and I just learned that I, it won't pair with my watch because it's too old. <laughs> oh, so that, this happens. So I, I paid like $400 for that. So in three oh years, my God. you know, Can it's you a waste. Return it? You cannot return it? No, no, I mean, what can I do? No, Apple won't. Why would Apple take it back? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> right? So the, the, what happens is most of these devices become one-time use. Whether you can no, one-time use. Five, three years, or some devices last only five days, right? Yeah. Lots of challenges in terms of the supply chain, logistics. We wanted to build a device that you buy it once and it's with you for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life? Right. And, so what, and what happens? Yeah, go ahead. What happens if it is for the rest of your life? What about the battery? Is the battery, but you will have, have to charge. You, you charge. You know, it will warn you that, hey, your battery life is 10% left. You need to charge it. Now, okay, so that that one battery that you get is gonna last you forever. Is you just as long as you can charge it. Yes. Okay. Very good. I have to show you something here. Yeah. The, when you have the app running, it will look like this. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So all of these basically indicate all the different parameters. Now somebody says, you know, but, you know, look, I want to look at what's happening with my heart. So you yeah. could actually, when, if the device was connected, it would, instead of showing the heart, it shows you the charts, the graph. Yeah. Okay. Real time. Right? Very nice, in real time. And one question, how do you make sure that, uh, we, we can see the device, how do you make sure that it stays in good contact with the body without being uncomfortable? How does it? So I need to show you something, just one second. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Go for it, show me. You see, this yeah. is the tape with the two electrodes. Ah, that's the tape. Now, when I peel on the back, yeah. this has EK gel tape. Okay. I stick to my chest. And you can stick it to the chest, and on the yeah. other side is the device. And then, so think of this way. Assume this is sitting on my chest, right? Yeah. And bingo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just like an, ad it's an adhesive. It's an adhesive that you... That's right, exactly. Oh, that's very nice. And you have to put it on the middle of the chest? Yes, to get the best reading of the heart. Yes. You get the best reading of the heart and... Not, and... And posture, heart and posture. Heart and posture. Yeah, because if I put this on my, my wrist, I will never get posture. Yeah, exactly. So it is. It is heart posture. What else? Temperature. Temperature, HRV, right? And uh, the, and the activities. So we and activity and movement. Yeah. You see, today what happens? A lot of people say, "Oh, there are lots of apps, or even on Apple, on iPhone, that yeah. say do your sleep analysis." Yeah. Okay. So what happens when you go to sleep? You turn on the app, what it does, it puts your phone in a no uh, disturb, non-disturbed zone, right? Non-disturbed yeah. mode, right. non-disturbed mode, right? Yeah. But now if I'm smart, I don't touch my phone all night. 
I get up 10 times to have my drink or go to the bathroom, whatever I want to do, right? Ah, because so, you are still... I'm not touching the phone. Yeah. Because they are relying on your social behavior. Yeah. Right? They are saying, oh, the person is so tuned to using the phone, they're going to pick up 10 times phone, right? Yeah. If you don't, because normally, the minute you get up, first thing you do is you grab your phone. Yeah. yeah. So they rely on that. But if I'm smart, I say the hell with the phone, I'm going to get up, I'm going to have a glass of you know, water or whatever, juice, whatever. I go back to lay down, I can't sleep, so I say, okay, let me go take a quick walk. I take my walk, I leave the phone home. This bugger is going to say, I slept very sound. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, so this, it's, not, it's not very trustworthy. That's, that's, right. Yeah. that's right. But when I put the device on my chest, yeah. Unless until I take the device on my chest, every time I wake up, even when I, I'm, my eyes are half closed, this guy's going to know I woke up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's, it's really integrated. And because it's, it's yeah. more integrated with you, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's really more, much more trustworthy. This is, this is yeah. fascinating. So if we go beyond, uh, if, if you keep on improving, improving, improving your device, uh, yeah. If we if we were able to constantly monitor all our well-being parameters, could we potentially catch in advance and prevent most of the diseases? You think? Absolutely, absolutely. Oh. Think How far this. do you think that is? How far? I, I can tell you, in the very near future, there will be sensors that will be able to do your sweat analysis to look at your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Which is, and if you are watching your blood sugar, you know whether you are going to be a potential victim of diabetes in a very, very yeah. near future, yeah. which is a yeah, huge yeah, yeah. problem, right? Based yeah. upon that, you can now basically alter the diet. You say, ah, your blood sugar has gone up by this, alter the diet. And because there is an AI and machine learning behind the scene, it's constantly saying, looking at the data and say, ah, oh, no, 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 listen, you need to change your diet to this. Right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, so it would be not only recognizing and uh, uh, analyzing some of these parameters, but recommending you in advance right. ways to change your lifestyle to prevent diseases. That's, right. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And so in the market of wearables, uh, healthcare is, is estimated to have a, like the largest share in the market uh, in the present and, and coming future. But uh, what do you think for you? What is your dream? What is your next step? What other areas within healthcare, in your opinion, could benefit of te technological improvements that are coming in the next few years? You know, what is your I vision, long-term vision? You know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I see there are two type of, uh, uh, I would say, uh, segment, two segments. One is the elderly people, okay, which need constant help. Second is post ICU discharge. Mm -hmm. So when a person is released from ICU, they mm -hmm. need their health to be monitored, which means you need to send somebody to their house. Okay, um, and there's a huge cost to that. That's a huge cost to that, exactly. Not only that huge cost, but also there's a huge liability issue. Because yeah. let's say you're sending somebody to somebody's house, they yeah. go to their house and they fall, something happened to them, you have the liability. Liability, yeah. Okay? 
Yeah. This device, you say, Mister, you are being released. You're going to carry this device for one month. Nobody's <laughs> going to come to your house. We're going to just every day, twice. We're going to take your vitals. Now you're giving them the that patient peace of mind. So mm. nobody's going to come and disturb me. Yeah. Right. And I'm being watched. So there's a huge deal of comfort available to them. That's we believe is the biggest market. Because as elderly people are becoming, you know, older and older, they need mm. more and more support. And they, what happens is they also become, you know, in their mind, they develop fears. Yes. What happens if I fall? Nobody's going to come and look at me. But with this, their confidence grows. Yeah, I understand. So it's a peace of mind, what you see. So the, 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 the future is to give more peace of mind uh, yeah. to the elderly and to people in general. To, to yeah. all parts of this equation. That's right. The other big market that we see for ourselves is the corporate well-being. Uh -huh. People like us who are working in very stressful environments mm. Right? Mm. and sitting on a desk all day long. I'm talking about white-collar jobs, right? Yeah. See yeah. Executives. Now, this device will tell me every hour, hey, you're sitting in the wrong position. And till I position myself in the way I need to be sitting, it keep reminding me. Just like seatbelt. I right? like it, yeah. You don't wear yeah, the seatbelt, it's going to keep beeping. I'm very curious. How is it, uh, I mean, just like at a high level, uh, how is it detecting your posture? Is it, is it, what type of sensor? Is this like with an accelerometer or? That's right, accelerometer, yes. Okay, with accelerometer, right. accelerometer, yeah. Okay, it's it's interesting. So you, you know, if you it tells you whether you fell on your face because yeah. this is what I say. If you put it put it on on your uh, say watch wrist watch or wrist, it will not be able to monitor because I'm resting my wrist. So what does it mean that I'm laying exactly. down? Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking now that of course if you have it on the chest, it can it can probably tell you if you are slumping if you yeah, are like. Right. Exactly. Right, it's not like I mean, it, it can't really detect if you have like a proper like posture, right? That they always recommend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you, you watch people walking, right? A lot of time you see people are watching at an uh, they're walking at an angle. They're leaning yeah, forward. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, forward. Say, walk straight. <laughs> I like it. I want one already. <laughs> Because you're right. For people like us that are working a lot with computers and stuff, we yeah. we tend to. That's say, right. Exactly. Exactly. Obviously, you know, the, the, if you look at kind of indicator we can give, oh, you have been sitting in this position for more than an hour. Take, get up, take a walk for five minutes, right? It can yeah. accumulate all of the data. And then at the, every week or every two weeks, machine will analyze or it can analyze real time and say, look, this person has been really defocused on their well-being. They've been too bogged down with their work, which means you're also able to look at the emotional health. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. Because the emotional health has a big impact on the posture. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. I mean, well, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. So one question now about your Vital SOS product that alerts the first responders so that help can be provided as soon as possible. Uh, this is, as you said, this is what can be done today. 
Now, going beyond, and you already talked about this, how far are we from being able to provide solutions or kind of treatment already by the device itself, meaning that the device would be able to provide, for example, chemicals or drugs or other interventions to assist immediately after detecting some issue to act as soon as possible without having to wait for the humans to assist. How far is that? Not too far. Really not too far. Not too far? Not too far. Probably in the next century, this will come. Because I'll tell you, there's a French company yeah. that has automated a pharmacy. That means anything you need in the pharmacy, the robot will bring it to you. Well, what is this? What is this? It's, it's a company that have automated the delivery from the shelf. Okay, so it's robot. like a robot. It's a robot that anything it's you need. a pharmacist in the form of a robot. It brings to you. Okay. That's right. Now think of there's another robot, which is a doctor. Mm-hmm. Who knows what to treat for? Yeah. Right? It requires the other robot, give me this medicine, right? Yeah. That robot gets a message from this device. Hey, listen, this guy is having a cardiac arrest or this guy has a high fever. Yeah. It's not yeah, too far. It could, be, it could be like the Amazon uh, drone delivery, yeah. right? Yes. That's yeah, your device, your device calls for the medicine, the medicine comes in a drone or whatever. And yeah. Correct. Okay, so that could be an intermediate step. And then the final, final step that is obviously further away, it would be if the device itself had, it is very difficult. I mean, today, you know what? You are able to send a camera in your body through the blood vessels to see what's going on, right? Yes. Now, those cameras can be made very, very smart. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's like part. Yeah, that's like that's the beginning for the diagnosis. Oh, this, is, this, is, this is fascinating. Um, now, your vital sniff uh, product uh, allows the doctors and the hospitals to remotely check the vitals of the patient and address the situation as soon as possible. This is wonderful. Now, going beyond, uh, how far is a society, a world, in which this wonderful service that you are working on uh, this kind of remote service becomes the standard that is everywhere. Because, you know, a type of service in which the doctors and the hospitals are remotely checking our vital signs, uh, when is this going to be everywhere, you know? Okay. Uh, there are two things. Number one, the availability of the networks, right? Networks. Think, let's take, for example, India. It's yeah. a huge population in villages. We have uh, no doctors, there are yeah. no pharmacies, right? How do you monitor who needs what help? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's say under some social program, let's say perhaps Gates Foundation says, we yeah. will distribute a device like this, okay? Which will uh-huh. collect the data and put it in the repository of the village. Now, based upon analyzing the data, then you know that village needs so much of these medicines. In the repository of the village. That's right. So you can have each village be part of a bigger system where each village then gets its own robotic doctor Mm. and and, an expert. You know, we're not saying that everything will be robotic. You know, you still need a human. Yeah. Now, 
you don't have to build an elaborative human-based system because when you start building human-based system, that's where the problems start. Yeah. Because somebody sees, ah, this is a very expensive medicine. I can take it off, sell it online, <laughs> right? And I can make an extra buck. Exactly. <laughs> it happens, exactly. right? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so here, the idea is to eliminate all of those problems mm. and dispense what is needed. And human makes mistake. A doctor makes mistake. Yeah. Right. We've seen too many cases where doctor goes to operating theater and amputates the leg of the wrong person. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's happening in, in my country as well. Yeah. Yeah, it happens everywhere, right? Uh, that's crazy. But, so you can, but you can prevent all of that stuff happening, right? Because... So, so really your focus is on, on automation and on, just like with the self-driving cars, passing the responsibility to the machine. Yeah. What we are really trying to do is we are saying, look, Hospitals have failed to take care of us. Mm -hmm. It From COVID-19, it has become very obvious to us that hospitals are not geared to protect us in a situation like this. Interesting, yeah. But under COVID-19, what is it looking for? Your heart, your respiration, and skin temperature. I yeah. can do all of Yeah, you could do it all with that device. Yeah. So then I see that I go take myself and drive to a test center. I get myself tested. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Rather than at the very last minute when there's no treatment and there's no ventilators available. Yeah. No, it would exactly. It would be wonderful to in advance remotely check the vitals of everybody and already get like big data statistics and say, okay, there yes. is this percentage of population. Yes. That... Wonderful. Yes. yes. Well, I mean, this is this is absolutely wonderful. Um, let me let me switch because uh, you told me that uh, you also have very exciting ideas connecting wearables with uh, fashion and clothing, yeah. and it's something that everybody uses. You know, uh, for example, I, I I created myself a, a project uh, doing uh, augmented reality T-shirts, so I'm very interested in this in this field. So, what possibilities, what ideas, what exciting stuff can you tell us about combining fashion and clothing with wearables? So. I can give you one very quick example is yes. this device I put it on my on my chest and I put on a t-shirt, nobody even knows about it. Right? Okay. Now I build a case. Perhaps that has a diamond on it, right? If you I build a casing, I put the device inside a box. Yes. But the box is not a regular box, it's more like a fashion accessory uh, that I can put in my chain. Okay, it's like a fashion accessory, nicely designed and stuff. Yeah. That's right. So then people will like to show it off. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. So you make it if if it's a fashion accessory, people will like to show it off. I understand. Right? You, 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 you want to also you transform it in a fashion accessory that looks good, looks good. People want to show it, people want to wear it, right. but at the very same time you are monitoring your That's item. right. Exactly. Now, if you, if, you, if, you, if you use it as a fashion accessory, uh, then it's not going to be attached to the chest anymore, right? Yeah, it will still be attached, but it'll be attached to a piece of... So, for example, a dress could have a piece of fabric inside that would send me the same data that this tape does. Oh, so instead of being the tape, it could be a piece of fabric... 
It's part of that the dress. It's part of the dress. It, I guess it will have to be a special type of fabric to conduct. Or, oh, yeah, or yeah. Of course, of course. So, for but example, I know these things exist. There is right now, yeah. There is conductive uh, fabric. That's yeah. right. See, today there are lots of companies that are making these kind of, like what we call sports t shirts, sports bra, right? They they do it already. Oh, yeah, so that's nice. Leverage that fabric. You can go work with them and say, listen, you play the bulky device, use my device. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, because as you say, if the part that where it attaches is conductive fabric and the rest you do it really nice and stylish, uh, then you could put it on, on like on like a swimwear and right? Yeah, yeah. See, look, uses are infinite. And yeah, you can, depends on a designer how they see building an accessory, wearable accessory for it. Because you see today, you see that the case, the casing is plastic. Is just something we did it to protect the device from environment variables. But eventually, this is going to come like Apple phone. You want today gold cover, you change it. You want yeah. white cover, change it. You want black cover, you change it. Right. So you, yeah. this could match with your with your outfit. Yeah, it could be like a designers as well. Like you could customize it as you want. Right. And this is super exciting. So um, now, if, if we continue with clothing, if we see clothing as our second skin, uh, yeah. how do you think we could transform clothing even more with technology in order to express who we are in more original and powerful ways? What can technology do? To transform our clothing, uh, our, now beyond your your product, you know, in general, to make our clothing express in more original ways who we are, you know. Absolutely. So today, there's a lot of nanotechnology available where people have started building fabrics that uh -huh. will change the color based upon your mood. Oh, to change the color of the clothing upon the mood. Is this already happening? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not commercially available, but it's out there. But it's, uh, it's being researched, basically. Absolutely. There is clothing that's available that is producing, that's harnessing kinetic energy, energy from the body. So, you know, for example, University of North Carolina is doing a project where they're able to harness kinetic energy from the body. Now, of course, we need bigger battery. Otherwise, I could stick, without the battery, I could make it much smaller, harness the kinetic energy, and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you need it less, right. you need less power. It could be enough with the kinetic energy of the body. That's right. That's right. So, so there are lots of development happening in the field, both from a diagnostic perspective and at the same time, what could be the potential? Because once you have the data, you know what's causing the problem. It's easier to de develop a drug for it, right? It's easier to develop what? drug let's say people who have parkinson right yeah so parkinson is basically you shake vigorously right yeah because of one of the neurotransmitters yeah yeah That's right but now if there was a sensor that could actually monitor how many shakes you did in 30 seconds okay right and you get multiple patients giving you the data constantly yeah you will to see that what is where is the problem? Because okay. today, human eye can say this person shook vigorously. 
for 30 mm-hmm. seconds or 15 seconds, but they don't know how many times they shook, right? Yeah. So it's about having more precise data and with more precise data, you can maybe diagnose earlier and treat earlier, right? That's right. So which will empower the pharmaceutical company to come up with new drugs for the treatment. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice, very nice, very nice. Very very super exciting. Okay, another question. Uh, Your Vital Probe company has operations in Japan, India, and Dubai. It's very interesting. How do you see the present and future of distributed and remote work in the current and upcoming context. Uh, do you think that this type of operation, you know, remote, distributed, is just gonna increase more and more? But perfect, uh, you know, quite honestly, this is the way we're gonna operate now. I, there was a time before COVID-19, I was in the flight every week. Every week I was, right, just to have meetings. You were traveling meetings. all the time, yeah? All the time I was traveling. But now what I've realized, I didn't have to travel. So all all of that traveling, did you like it or was it tiring for you? I I love to travel, no doubt about it. But what I realized was there were two things that were happening. Hotels and airlines were brainwashing me all the time. Hey, listen, you are platinum status, but you need to keep it next year. You need to take two more flights. So you get on Uh the flight, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hotel, you say, hey, listen, to maintain your elite status, you need 10 more nights. You say, okay, I'm traveling anyway. I'll spend mm-hmm. two more nights, right? Yeah. But the work was done, one meeting, two meeting. Now sitting, when you're sitting in one place, mm-hmm. you're doing the work and you can have five meetings. Yeah, it's much more productive, right? Yeah. Hey, look, I can tell you, hey, go download this app from Apple Store. Okay, and I can show you wearing this device with my chest exactly what is happening with my vitals. Yeah, you got, you got the demo, right? You're looking at I'm wearing it, and you're getting the real data, right? And I can send this device to you at a much lower cost than mm. my travel. Yeah, exactly. So you you are you are saving money by not traveling so much that you can then bring can bring the cost and the prices down. Absolutely. Okay, that is that is a great point. Companies will, now I'll tell you, the operations will be much leaner, efficient, and uh-huh. the truth will be much, see, why, why did Google and Microsoft of the world came up with that, hey, work from home? Two reasons. When somebody not, those who, I mean, I'm not saying every, it works for everyone, but who are self-driven, they will take that opportunity to produce 10 times more than they would have produced because they don't have to sit four hours in the traffic. Definitely, yeah. They don't have to spend two hours in recovery from the traffic. Yeah, definitely. Because all of a sudden, you've taken the stress out of their day-to-day life. Yeah. Throughput becomes 10 times, and we are seeing it now by just operating virtually we are able to save and conserve that energy. So instead of working in a week, two days, I can work seven days a week and 20 Mm -hmm. hours per day because I don't need that eight hours sleep because I'm too tired. I can live with four hours sleep. Absolutely. I agree completely. Um, I think think a lot of things are, a lot of uh, time, wasted time is going to be put to better use because of this from now on. 
Excellent. So already, already moving towards the end of the conversation, um, it's going so fast because so many exciting and fascinating things. Uh, I want to move now on to more fascinating topics because I want to know your opinion about some deep beyond topics. In this case, the human conscious mind, consciousness. There are two fields in here. There is a field that says that consciousness is part of the fabric of the brain, of the neurons in the brain. The others talk about what they call panpsychism, uh, consciousness being like a kind of a general property of the universe, like a feature or a layer of the universe to which we connect to. In your opinion, is consciousness a wearable in our minds? Or is it part of the fabric of the brain? Or is it a wearable that is everywhere and that we connect to? What kind of wearable is it? Okay, so it's certainly not everywhere because okay. consciousness is very subjective. Yes. We choose to ignore at times, even though when it's around us. Mm -hmm. right? And it's also a big part of the culture. Yes. And a big part of the environment. Yes. In capitalism, when you talk about consciousness, it works very differently. Yeah. In communism, it works very differently. So you're in, saying that the context influences a lot of what consciousness is, in a way. Yeah, because I'll tell you, you know something is wrong, mm -hmm. but you still do it. So your conscious says it's wrong, but you do it because yeah. an economic situation warrants you to do it. The subconscious. That's right. Yeah. Right? So, for example, you know, if you are asked by your manager mm -hmm. that you need to do this thing, and you know it's wrong to do it. Yes. But now you realize if you don't do it, your manager fires you, and you know yes. your visa status expires, and you have to leave the country. Mm -hmm. Then what do you do? You, you, would you say, let me leave the country. I've got my kids in school that they only have come to. What do I do? I uproot everyone and I leave or I just compromise. So you see how the conscious, even when you're aware of that it is wrong, you compromise. So are you, so do you mean, do you mean that we are not totally in control of our decisions? Yeah. You are never in control. No, no, uh, let me put it. You are in control, but the environment forces you to come. Comp you can always say, the hell with it. You know, like if you don't have any baggage, if you don't have any responsibilities, you say, hell with it. I'm getting up and moving on. Absolutely. You are in control. But sometimes the limitation that you have that prevents you from being conscious. Very interesting. Yeah, so I, I, I find very interesting. So your perspective is that uh, consciousness is very much influenced by the environment, by all the Absolutely. forces, yes. pressures that we have around. Yeah. and External uh, environment that you have no control over. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. I like it. Okay, um, and continuing with that, what is, from your point of view, um, let's talk about the concept of wearable personalities and the question is how could wearable technology influence our experience of who we are and how others see us do you think that in the future 
how other people see us and how we feel about ourselves is going to be modified by this wearable revolution? Absolutely. Think of this way. If I'm wearing a device mm -hmm. that is constantly analyzing my state of mind, okay. and the minute I become nervous, it's boosting me by sending me an audible signal in my, right? For example? Hey, tell me, listen, there is nothing to be, nothing to worry about it. I've scanned the entire room. There's Ooh, nobody like as smart as you. All of a sudden, you get the boost, you get the confidence. No, so maybe you feel scared about something and it reassures you. And yes. That's interesting. You see, yeah. what happens when you go public speaking, right? Yeah. A lot of people cannot speak. They're very good speakers. Mm -hmm. But the minute they get on the stage, they get nervous. Yeah. There's nothing to be nervous about, right? Yeah. None, of, none of the people in the audience are going to shoot them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people, you'll notice, when they get on the podium, they are not looking at the audience. They are looking at the microphone. Yeah. They don't engage the audience, right? They are shy, yeah. But these devices will help them, hey, look, engage the audience. They'll send the subtle messages to them. Only they can hear it. That's very interesting, yeah. yeah. So, for example, the device could send, if you're wearing a watch, the device could, you don't, you don't need anything. It could send on the watch a display saying, hey, listen, why don't you engage the audience? Are you afraid? Are you shy? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's almost like your psychologist, almost like your therapist, right? Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yes. Very interesting. And, and, and maybe, what do you think about this? Eventually, in a further, further, further future, if it could modify the neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin in your brain. Uh, because I, I, I think when you get like scared maybe or depressed, these bright neurotransmitters change. If, if it could modify your brain chemistry, I mean, that's very far away, obviously, but... But it's possible. But it's possible, right? <laughs> I, I, I can see, you know, nanotechnology evolving into nanorobots. Yeah. Today, it could, it could give order to a nano robot, and then the nano robot would modify something in the chemistry. That, that, that's right. I mean, you know, there are lots of things out there. You start manipulating that, and you start putting them together, and you can actually see how this all comes together. Look, today there is a nano communication chip. Okay. Yeah. That does not require any GSM. It sends a signal to the nano satellite. Nanosatellite is a box sitting in a satellite and it is triangulating between the satellites and it carries a very small payload. Okay? So it huh. doesn't require much bandwidth. Very little, yeah. Very little. So now yeah. with that, if you need, for example, let's say you are in the Amazon where there's no Wi-Fi, there's no network, right? Yeah. You could take the, that piece of little piece of data that you need, right? And shoot it up and it'll be distributed, right? Just the same way, if we are moving that far, that fast in communication, you know, other things are coming because what the biggest problem is communication. It's the communication. Right, a connected, we call this device a smart device because it's connected device. Yeah. Minute I take, connection away from it, it's done. <laughs> then yes. it's just play. 
Yeah, the minute we kill the electricity or the connectivity is, is gone. That's right. right. Well, that, that you know that that's interesting. Uh, that's interesting topic. Uh, is there any way we can escape this? Uh, what about you know what they call uh, edge computing, right? Edge computing for artificial intelligence. You know, like devices that can work without connection to the cloud. Uh, yeah. What what about with your uh, vital prof? Does it have a way if there is no connection to store the information? And, and sent later? Absolutely. We have enough storage in the device. So if there's no connection. The minute it's established the connection again. So for example, you're, in the, you're wearing this, you're in a flight. And yeah. not all flights have Wi-Fi. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. So it stores it and then it... Uh, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. With, with that little size, it's unbelievable that you have the storage, you have the battery uh, and the sensors. Uh, it's... It's impressive. It's very impressive, Bila. Believe it or not, we plan to make it even smaller. Really? Well, what is yes. what is uh, you know what what is the final objective? How how small? Because already very small. Final objective. Final objective is that you will want to wear it all the time. Yeah. Okay. And you so never right. have to take it off. Right now it's like this, more or less. Right, because see, the the, the weight is only four grams, right? Wow, only four grams, nothing. Yes. But if I reduce this and make it weight like two grams, a little bit smaller, guess what? I will not even know that I'm wearing it. Exactly. You see, by the way, is it using to communicate with a smartphone? Is it using like this Bluetooth low power? Yeah. Play. Bluetooth. PLE? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing technology also. That's right. So, yeah. so the, the 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 emitter of this is very little, right? What, what you need to that's right. What you need yeah. to to send the signals with this BLE is really really small as well. Yeah, no, no. I mean, we can send any amount of data through BLE. That's not a problem. Yeah, we are doing a large amount of data too. That's impressive. That's very impressive. Wow, wow, super exciting. So, Bila, now the easiest easiest question of all. What is for you the meaning of life? What is for <laughs> you? Yes. What gives purpose to life for you? Because you know you are like a fantastic, you know, businessman, entrepreneur, and everything. Uh, uh, you know, you you work very hard and you take risks. Uh, you know, uh, with great experiences, great background, great career. What is after all of these things? You know, what is for you the essence of life? You know. Yeah. So you see, the easiest question is probably the most difficult question to answer. The most difficult, for sure. Right? Because it's impossible to answer. In a way, it's impossible, but that's why we play with right. it. But, but, but I'll try to answer as best as I can. Yeah. You, at the end of the day, you don't even begin to learn the meaning of life till you are closer to end of life. Yeah, that's a that's funny paradox, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> because when you start reflecting back, you say, oh, I shouldn't have done this, you know. Oh, I yeah. shouldn't have done that, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's an iterative learning process. But I, I feel that in in basic sense of the meaning of life is be able to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Even if you can make difference in the life of one person for the mm-hmm. better, right? Mm-hmm. You have served the meaning of life. Life is making a difference. We come into this world to serve a purpose. 
Right? Mm -hmm. Now, not a religious purpose, religious person. Mm -hmm. I, I always, when people say, what is your religion? Mm -hmm. I say, I believe in all religions. Mm. Then they say, which one do you practice? I said, now, this is where I get confused, so I don't practice any. That's a good one. So I, I look at it this way. What mm. is religion? Religion is basically helping the mankind. Yeah. If I can help one person and I say, listen, pay forward. That person goes and helps another person, all of a sudden, the world will be a much better place to live, right? Today, what has happened is, instead of me taking the meaning of life as helping others, I am taking the life, it's my life, it's my money. <laughs> Who the hell are you to tell me I shouldn't go to beach because there's a corona, right? I yeah. want to die, it's my life, right? Mm -hmm. What we fail to understand is that I am not talking about just me. I'm killing thousand other people. Mm. Just like a drunk driver. Mm. Nobody cares if you die. But people care, why did you kill the other person? Right? Mm. So if you take that, translate that into, okay, I have whatever I have, wherever I am in my life. But if I can take one person behind me and change their life, that's what life is. That's beautiful. I think that's beautiful to, to be able to make a difference, to, to change even just the life of one person makes it all worth it. Thank you, Bila. That's very inspiring. It really touched me. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, well, uh, what a great amount of inspiration and inspiring things you have shared with us. We're going to share in the description of this uh, beautiful chat the links to Vital Pro and everything so that people can explore more. And, and I really look forward here from the spacecraft to discovering more and more about uh, the next stages of your fascinating project and to see this uh, product a reality all around the world and all around the planet. I, I will tell you something. Before NASA takes it to this product to the space, we're going to yeah. put it in spacecraft. Oh, yes, please. Uh, for me, it would be very, very useful because, you know, if, if anything happens to me here in my little spacecraft, I need that Vital Pro sends immediate <laughs> alert to my people down on Earth. <laughs> This is yeah. very important because I have no assistance here at all. That's right. There you go. <laughs> all right, Vila, well, I'm going to subscribe immediately. I mean, <laughs> all right. And share with all my interstellar colleagues as well. Wonderful. Vila, what a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for connecting. And we will keep updated with your project. Thank you. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. So yes. long. Bye-bye. Thank you for following the Beyond podcast. If you enjoy it, subscribe on YouTube and support it in other channels like Patreon and others. And hope to see you soon at the Beyond podcast. Thank you.